pam 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 you know i go from rags to riches second string podcast back in the saddle wednesday may 19th wednesday may 19th today big news Big news in the Detroit sports world. Big news if you're a Detroit hockey fan, Red Wings world, Octopus Nation. Big fucking news. Jeff Blashill's back. They didn't say how long, which kind of sketchy. Steve, what are you hiding, buddy? What are you hiding? It's the classic when the cops come to your door and they're like, you mind if we take a look around? And you go, where's the warrant? Boom, you're fucking guilty. If you say, I don't have anything to hide, you can look around. All right, fine, you're good. Steve, Steve, I love you, buddy. What are we doing? Releasing extension news, but not telling anybody the length of the extension, Steve. What's that all about, friend? That sketchy behavior. That sketchy behavior. Hey, light, man, where'd you get your drugs? Oh, don't worry about it. That's sketchy. That's sketchy. That's sketchy, Steve. You're not going to tell us how long? Why? Why wouldn't you... Why wouldn't you just come out and say, all right, he's extended for a year. He's extended for two years. Why wouldn't you just come out and say the length of the extension if you know it's not going to be poorly received? That's kind of where my head's at right out of the gate. We're going to get into this from all different angles. Right out of the gate, they announced Jeff Blashill and Steve Eiserman have reached an agreement. Jeff Blashill will be the head coach of the Detroit Red Wings next year. And potentially further on into the future, we don't know how long. We don't know when it ends. We do know as of right now, he's been extended. Next year, he'll be the coach. Who knows how long that means. Steve, love you, buddy. You're the prince of the city. You're the crown jewel of the Motor City. You can't be throwing around extensions the coaches people don't like and not telling us how long the extension is. And then expect us to not start poking around and asking questions. That's like the girl gets murdered. You're the upset boyfriend. The last time you saw her, you got in a big argument because you walked in on her banging some other dude. And now she's dead in the dumpster. Don't be surprised when the cops start poking around, Steve. Don't be surprised, Steve. You're going to sign Jeff Blaschel to an extension. And then you're not going to tell us how long that extension is. Don't see it. Don't be surprised when folks start asking questions, Steve. Don't be surprised. Come on now. What the fuck is that about? Is that not sketchy? Is that not sketchy? Am I alone in thinking this? Like, I love Steve. I think he's been nothing but fucking straight cash, homie, since he's come back to Detroit. But Steve... What are we doing? Is that not sketchy? You can't fucking tell me it isn't. This dude is, of all the coaches in the city of Detroit right now, of all the coaches, this dude's dealing with far and away the most polarized guy, far and away the hottest of the seats of the four, far and away the guy that on any given day on Twitter or in the streets or anywhere, you're going to find people that want his ass gone. He's going to sign him to an extension right when it seems like the Red Wings are maybe starting to get over a little bit of a hump in this rebuild. He's going to sign a guy to an extension, a guy who loves playing low-event hockey, a guy who has no problem 
with each team having five scoring chances a game. A guy who has no problem going into any given game hoping to win it one nothing or 2-1 and leading the Red Wings to the 30th best offense in the league this year. You can't re-sign and extend a guy like that in a city like Detroit with a franchise like the Red Wings after the fans clearly, clearly not. I think some still are in the Blashill camp, but uh, many aren't in a city where the fan base has already started to kind of turn a little bit and say, you know what, maybe trying to win hockey games one nothing isn't the formula. Maybe that's not how it's going to come back to Detroit. You can't re-sign a guy like that where the fans maybe don't necessarily love him and then not go into detail on the length of the extension. Now, we're going to get into it. We're going to get into all facets of the of Blashill coming back. I know I kind of did this last week. Well, or last week was more so little season in review, looking forward. And then I did spend some time talking about the possibility of Blashill returning, talking about the possibility of moving on, kind of what I wanted to see happen, how I would have felt one way or another. Now we got our answer. We know he's coming back. There is no more speculation. There is no Gerard Gallant. None of that shit. We know Jeff Blasio will be the coach next year. We don't know how long Steve Eiserman intends to keep him around. I would imagine, or I would at least hope. This is kind of what I said in the in the Red Wings recap podcast. I would fucking hope that, you know, his future extended beyond next year is kind of determined by what what happens this coming year. I would hope that we're not committing to three years when he could very well lead us back to the basement next year. I'm really hoping Steve Eiserman is playing it close to the vest. He's playing it short term. He's doing one year, one year, one year, one year. That's what I'm hoping. And knowing Steve, seeing what he's done, giving contracts to some of the guys he's given contracts to, I think it's probably now assumptions that you know what they say they make an ass of you and I but I think it's probably safe to assume without the extension details that Steve is probably playing it like all right fucking we'll give you another year let's see what you can do kind of situation like one year at a time one day at a time he's not giving Jeff Blashill the house he's not telling him to put the money down on the mortgage for that place in Bloomfield none of that shit's happening yet he's saying hold on to the apartment downtown all right, maybe don't fucking furnish it with your own shit. Just keep using the leasing office's couch. Maybe don't enroll your kids in the private school here just yet. All that stuff. Just one day at a time, Jeff, one year at a time. I think it's safe to assume that's how Steve is playing this, but it's tough to not be a little bit nervous to the contrary. Because if you're Steve Eiserman in this situation, you bring Black Blasio, you bring back Blasio, Okay, you probably know right off the gate, no matter if you bring him back for a year or 10 years, some people are going to be upset that he's back at all. Right. So why not? If you're Steve Eiserman, why wouldn't you hedge your bet, so to speak? Why wouldn't you fucking take a little bit of the blow of the damage off? Right. People are going to be upset. You hired Blashell back. Why not say just for a year? Kind of put their minds at ease. I'm sure. I'm sure a lot of people who right now are upset, who are typing all kinds of shit on Twitter, 
because Jeff Blashill's back. I'm sure a lot of those people would feel better, would probably be a little less upset if they knew, all right, well, it's just for this year. I'm sure that's the case. Okay, fine. One year? Okay, fine. We can live with that. Why not let them know? Like, if you're Steve Iserman, the weird thing about this, the sketchy thing about this, that drug dealer that's selling you weed laced with K2, that aspect about this, why wouldn't Steve just come out and say that? Why wouldn't he come out and say that? What does he have to lose by keeping it a secret? Oh, he's, it's only a year, but let's not tell them that. What the hell is anybody gaining from that? I don't know what Blashill's gaining from that. I don't know what Iserman's gaining from that. I don't know what the fans or the franchise is gaining from that. I honestly don't know what anyone gains from not putting out there what the exact timetable is. Because you know, in the first interview, the first press conference, where these guys are given a chance to ask questions. Jeff Blashill's getting asked how long. Steve Eiserman's getting asked how long. Everybody's getting asked what's the fucking length of the contract. So unless you're planning on dodging it there, which I'd imagine they are, otherwise why wouldn't you say it in the first place? What, like, why not just say it? Why wouldn't you just come out and say it? That's the only thing right now. I trust Steve. I think he's done a good job up to this point, and I believe he's going to do nothing but a good job in Detroit. I believe he's going to win Stanley Cups here. That's the only thing sketching me out right now. That's the only thing when your friend passes you that vape instead of being like, oh, nicotine, and all of a sudden you're like, what's angel dust? That's the only thing putting angel dust in my in my head right now is why wouldn't Steve just come out and say fucking the, the terms? Why wouldn't you? What does Steve have to gain? What does Steve have to gain? Every single reporter that ever gets to speak with him is going to pester him about it. If you put it out there, okay, it's only a year. Boom. That question's off the table. Boom. I think it puts more fans' minds at ease. Okay? More fans are like, all right, it's more of an audition rather than Steve Eiserman's hitching the wagon to Jeff Blashill. It's more of an audition, which I think even the staunchest of Jeff Blashill haters could come to terms with and say, you know what? Fair enough. It's an audition. He'll get another year. Let's see what he can do. I have no problem with that. It puts those people's minds at ease. And then C, I'd imagine the team knows. I would be shocked if Jeff Blashill and Steve Eiserman are the only two people that know the length. I would imagine the team knows. And Jeff Blashill certainly knows. So what's the sense? Like, if it's a year deal, Jeff Blashill knows it's only a year. Jeff Blashill knows it's an audition. Jeff Blashill knows this is Custer's last stand. If it's five years, Blash knows he's locked up. He he knows, all right, I'm going to enroll my kids at Cranbrook. He knows that shit. So keeping it a secret from the fans and the media, what is what purpose is that serving? That This is the only thing that's sketching me out about this entire thing is the fact that they didn't say the terms. Because, again, Fucking going back to the police, where's your warrant? The only time you say, where's a warrant, the only time you have a dog shit alibi that gets proven wrong instantly is when you're hiding something. The only time you don't include the terms of a contract extension with a pretty 50-50 coach when you fucking know the moment the extension's announced all anyone's going to care about is the length of the extension. The only time you leave that out is when you got something to hide or you're maybe a little self-conscious about the decision you just made. That's the only time. That's the only time. 
I'm a little nervous, to be honest with you. I'm a little nervous. I've been the biggest Stevie Y guy up until this point. I still am. I still, even if he said, fuck it, Blashill's coming for 15 years, fine, Steve, let's ride with you. I'd be upset, but let's ride. I trust you. I've been Team Steve. I can't even point out a fault he's made to this point. But right now, I would be lying if I said my undies aren't a little moist with sweat because I'm a little nervous. I'm a little nervous, Steve. You're going to bring back this guy that just led us to, what, the second-to-worst offense in the NHL, Um, just led us to the sixth-worst record in the NHL. He's been here for five years, hasn't done a thing. Now, granted, hasn't had the teammates, hasn't had the players. We've all been through through this. Hasn't had the guys. This Red Wings roster isn't exactly a fucking all-star team. He's been here for five years, nonetheless, hasn't done shit. He's gotten worse. He's He's been the worst team. Granted, bounce back a little bit this year. He plays this boring, dump and chase, low risk, low reward, low event type of hockey, which directly correlates to struggling to score, which directly correlates to the Red Wings losing a lot of games because they can't score. You know the fan base is pretty divided on him, and by pretty divided, I'd say it's like 70-30, 80-20. People want to get rid of him. He's been here for a while. It's not like he's bringing in anything revolutionary to overhaul the system. It's not like he's got some sentimental value or or some personal connection to either you know the city, any of these players. Obviously, he's been here for most of Dil- I think all of Dylan Larkin's career. All these young guys too. But that changes. That's pro sports. That shit changes. There's no fucking connection or legacy there. That shit changes left, right, and center. Hockey, football, baseball, it doesn't matter. That shit's always changing. You look at it right now. You look at the situation. There's no fucking set in stone, inarguable reason that Jeff Blashell should be here. Now, this obviously has all sounded pretty negative to this point. This all sounded like I want Jeff Blashell crucified. Not the case. I don't totally mind Blashell, to be honest with you. I'll get into that in the next segment. But right now, the optics, not announcing the extension, length, I said before, I said on the Red Wing season recap, I'd be fine with bringing him back as long as that is a year, as long as that's a year with an option for another year, and we kind of make next year a tryout. I've been okay with bringing him back under the, the absolutely critical and absolutely deal-breaking condition that this coming year is an audition, not only for some of the guys on the team, but more than anyone, Jeff Blasio. This coming year, you're not finishing better than sixth, fucking see ya. You don't kind of figure out the offense, fucking see ya. You don't maintain the defensive prowess, unless he decides, fuck the dump and chase. Let's try to score some goals and things change. You can't have another year where you finish sixth or worst in the NHL, and you can't have another year where you're the second or third worst scoring team in the NHL. That happens this year. Sorry, Jeff. I don't care what you did in Grand Rapids. I don't care what you did in college. You got to go. It's a business. It's hockey town. One of the proudest franchises in hockey. I, I, As a fucking fan, I refuse to see us be bad like this. It's so frustrating that uh, such a – legendary brand, a historic franchise, honestly, like a a leader of the game of hockey is this bad. Like it's a fact when the Red Wings are better, the NHL is better. More people care nationally. 
the brand is better. More people are going to tune in for a Red Wings and insert team series than an insert team and any other insert team series other than maybe the Maple Leafs. Like, it pisses me off that the Red Wings have been where we are for five years now, six years. I said it on on the, the season recap podcast. The team did improve this year. The team showed signs of life. They went, obviously, worst team in the NHL last year, sixth worst this year. Fucking nothing to write home about, but it's improvement. To me, it feels like with the players we have coming in, we're going to add even more next year, add even more guys that should be part of this team going forward too, add more guys that should be positive difference makers that should directly correlate to winning more games or coming in next year. Honestly, I think the bottom's behind us. I think that the Lafreniere lottery, everyone keeps talking about, oh, Shane Wright, Bedard. I don't really get where people are getting that from unless we trade three first-round picks for whoever has the first overall pick. Like, I don't see where people are get insanely lucky and win a lottery, which, again, why the fuck would that happen based on the luck we've had this far? All these people saying, oh, we just tank for Shane Wright, tank for Bedard. I don't see that happening. The, the flight, I see the Red Wings on the path. That two years ago with Lafreniere, that that was the that was it. That was the basement of this rebuild. Sixth worst this year. I expect to be 10th worst or better. Like, I was telling my buddy today, I have a hard time not convincing myself that this, sh- this team shouldn't be floating around 500. Maybe that's a little lofty, but why not? Why not? Especially you look at once they picked up Rana, the hockey that the Red Wings played in the last, what, 15 games of the season this year. We're just adding pieces. Who knows what Steve's going to do in free agency. I have a hard time not convincing myself that this team should be competitive night in and night out and maybe, you know, sniff around that 500 line. Take a quick break. All right, we'll get into Blashill a little bit more. More specifically, we'll get into... We already talked about the term and everything. I want to get into, like I said, we got guys coming in, talk about some of these guys, talk about Blashill's dump and chase and and where I'm at now, like assuming it's here for a year, he's here for a year, what situation I'm fine with keeping him for another and what situation it's everything must go, we're out of business. Quick break. We'll be right back with more on Jeff Blashill. All right, we're back. Quick thing I want to say before we get into it more. So yesterday, obviously kind of sports-themed. I did the weekend review, but then talked about Swift. Sports-themed podcast today, obviously just Red Wings sports-themed. Um, tomorrow and Friday will be random. I'm going to talk. I have an idea for a podcast that seems like it'd be sweet, but I also don't know. I might explain that. And then apparently aliens, the government, there's just aliens everywhere and no one gives a fuck. I'm diving in. I'm doing the research. We're going to talk about aliens, and I fucking can't wait. I can't wait. You People are worried about Bryce Hall and Addison Wright. Dog, the Pentagon, like, every day now is like, oh, yeah, there's aliens. Oh, but the TikToker's in a boxing match. Guys, aliens, brother. This is like, aliens? This is why you have conversations. It's so eventually with every person in your life, the conversation one day inevitably leads to you believe in aliens. I mean, how are we not talking about this tomorrow, Friday, we're getting into random topics. All right, back to Blasio. Here's my thing. I said, when I did that, see the uh, Red Wings recap, 
I'm fine with bringing him back on a year, maybe two kind of tryout basis. Obviously, it remains to be seen what the length is. If it's anything over, if it's too guaranteed, I'd say that's a huge mistake. If it's anything more than just one or one with the option to re-sign him for another or cut bait, anything more than that, fucking kind of a dumb, dumb move on Stevie Wise's part. I don't think he would do that. Steve's a smart guy. He's going to bring Stanley Cup trophies back to Detroit. I don't think he would do that, but you never fucking know. You never fucking know. Apparently, from what I've heard, from what I've read, one of the other things about Blashill, unrelated to hockey and his game plan and his dog shit offense, apparently he's a great guy. Apparently, Iserman, the front office, the ownership loves him. Apparently, the players love him. The staff loves him. That helps. When you're when you're shitty at your job, but everyone really likes you, that definitely helps to keep you around. So that's the another thing, like tying into it's a little bit sketchy that they wouldn't announce the term right away. That also kind of sketches me out. It's like, oh, they didn't announce the term. I know Steve Eiserman likes them. They work well together. Please don't tell me we've got like a Mark D'Antonio at Michigan state thing where we're just kind of keeping our buddies around. So we have a little bit more fun at the end of the year banquet. Please don't tell me that's fucking what's happening. I don't think it is, but like 5% of me right now, my stomach's turning. I feel like I just ate bad tofu. Not that I'd ever, ever eat tofu. Cause that's fucking gross, but I feel like I maybe ate some bad shrimp. 5% of me. Ah, Five percent of me, if we're being honest, Steve Eiserman let the emotion get to him. But let's not talk about that. Here's where I'm at with Blash this year. Let's say it is for just for today's sake, because we don't know. I don't know at least. Who knows? Maybe right when I publish this, they'll announce the term. I don't know. I'm doing this at 4:30 on what is it, Tuesday? Yeah, 4.30 on Tuesday. The news of him being re-signed just came out like an hour ago, so this is pretty fresh. Let's just assume for the sake of the podcast, he's here on a one-year deal. It's just this year, and then it's, uh, all right, let's see what happens after that type situation. I have no problem with that if that's the case. I said it before I have no problem with it. I still would have no problem with that. Here's what needs to happen, though. As of right now, this is what I said about Blasio before. It's tough to totally gauge how good or bad of a coach Blashill's been with the roster he inherited from Babcock five years ago or six years ago, whatever it was. Like, he hasn't had anybody. He had Zetterberg on his last legs. He had, he's had baby Dylan Larkin, and that's fucking it. And then they started dealing anyone who was anybody. Nyquist, see ya, Tatar, see ya. He hasn't had anybody. This entire time... He's been the coach. He's had a cut. I mean, he's had like Larkin, but his roster has been Dylan Larkin and a bunch of guys, you know, that played college hockey that can fill a roster, right? Like we're not bringing in any studs. He's not coaching any Sidney Crosby's. He's coaching guys who have pulses, who have United St- or fucking United States bank accounts, who will fill out a lineup because the Detroit Red Wings are obligated to put out a lineup 82 times a year. That's who he's been coaching. He's been coaching warm bodies and Dylan Larkin. So it's tough to say one way or another, oh, man, 
you know, the Red Wings, the Red Wings shortcomings are because he doesn't know how to coach. Well, maybe, but also it's maybe because he's fucking coaching peewee league guys. He's coaching guys that so easily would be AHLers if they happen to be drafted by the Colorado Avalanche, right? That's kind of that's kind of the thing with Blashill. That's his saving grace. Where I'm at now, some of these guys have started to come up. And not just that, some of these guys you need to start getting something out of. Another tough thing where, who knows, let's say Dylan Larkin, obviously he had a tough season this year. Let's say he comes back next year, struggles again. At that point, it's tough to say, okay, maybe Larkin's just not the guy we thought he was. Maybe he's just never going to, you know, I don't think he's a superstar. Second line center, yeah, I think he should be. A productive offensive guy, yeah, I think he should be. I think his defense has improved quite a bit. But offensively, he should be putting up some points. I don't think there's any – you've seen the skill. He shows the flashes. He should be putting up some points. I don't think there's any way you can argue it. And the guy's still like 24, 25. I don't know how anyone can argue that. So let's say he comes back, has another tough season. Now, now, okay, here's the issue. Is it maybe Dylan Larkin just never was that guy? Dylan Larkin never had that game to him. Dylan Larkin was never going to be a a 70-point-a-year guy. Or is it Jeff Blaschel can't coach offense? Jeff Blaschel doesn't know how to get the most out of his offensive, you know, creators? It's a chicken-and-the-egg scenario, which is a huge fucking clusterfuck. Because how do you, how 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 are you supposed to know? And by the, by the time you do know, and Dylan Larkin's twenty nine playing for someone else, putting up a point a game, it's too late. Or by the time you do know, and Jeff Blashell's out coaching somewhere else, winning Stanley Cups, it's too fucking late. So now we're in a tough spot where, listen, Jeff, this coming year, it's fucking doomsday as far as offensive production. It's doomsday as far as Dylan Larkin better score some points. He better have a better season. Like, sure, it's Larkin's game. Sure, he's the one actually playing. Absolutely, he's got some of the onus. But at the same time, Jeff Blashill, you're the guy who kind of develops the strategy. You're the guy who dictates what the offense looks like, how we go about scoring goals. I promise you this. If you ask Dylan Larkin, what do you think the easiest or most effective or best way, maybe not in general, but just for – your style and your game to score goal is, I promise you he's not saying dumping the puck into the corner. I promise you that. I promise you he's probably saying, well, I'm faster than everybody else on the ice. I got fucking disgusting hands, and I know where to put the puck, who to pass it to, when to shoot it. So for me, I'll knife through the neutral zone, fucking put someone on literal ice skates and figurative ice skates at the blue line, Go right past him, throw a pass across the middle, one-timer goal. That's how he'd say to score. He's not saying, oh, no, I'll flick it into the corner and then go for a change. Dylan Larkin's not trying to score goals that way. Not to mention, it's not just Dylan Larkin anymore. Philip Zadina, another guy. He definitely took strides last year. He, he was around the puck in dangerous areas, getting more chances more frequently for sure. Again, though, need more out of him. There's just no other way to put it. Last year was his first kind of – he had the COVID at the beginning of the year. But first uninterrupted by injury, kind of full NHL season, and certainly his full NHL season, first full NHL season 
where he's playing with the other guys. He's playing with Larkin every night. He's expected to carry the offense. He's getting chunk minutes. First real year for Zadina last year. Not great, not terrible. Another dude, I think he's been a lot better defensively, which is great. And again, credit to Blasio. I think a lot of his philosophy is maybe maybe his philosophy is, oh, okay, you know, Larkin, Zadina, all these guys, the offense will come along. The offense will come along. The offense is easy to fix. Maybe his whole thing right now is we're going to spend these formative years, these early 20s years, you're going to learn how to play defense. You're going to learn to love playing defense, and you're going to learn the importance of playing defense, and then we'll figure out the offense. Maybe that's Blashill's fucking MO. Maybe that's what gets him off. Maybe that's why his wife hates him, because he's just too busy beating off to young guys playing defense. Fine, Jeff. If that's your thing, fine. But after having the some of the worst offenses in the league the last five years, and you've invested draft capital in guys who are supposed to score points, guys who are both supposed to put the puck in the net, guys who are supposed to fix the problem of having the worst offense in the league. Now it's time to get that out of them. Now it's time, maybe, Jeff, maybe it's time for you to cater what you're doing to them a little bit. They've catered their game to how you like to play hockey. Philip Zadina has learned to back check. He's learned to take the puck away from people. He's learned a 200-foot game. Maybe now you learn how to put him in an opportunity and in the best situation to score goals. Maybe it's time. I think the biggest thing for Blashill this year, Zadina, Larkin, and we got even more coming. We got even more. Joe Valeno is going to play an entire season with the Red Wings next year. He looked the part. He was great in the few games he played this year, right? Who knows if anyone, maybe Lucas Raymond for a bit, maybe Jonathan Berggren. I admit they'll both be in Grand Rapids to start, right? Mo Sider is going to play a full NHL season. Obviously, he's a defenseman, but he can ex- advance the puck. He can contribute to the offense. Philip Pronick, another guy who it's like, he had a good offensive season this year, but another guy where it's like, Phil, time to figure it out. Like now, Michael Rasmussen, Jacob Rana, he had a good season. Jacob Rana is the one guy who kind of performed up to the billing. But now you have guys, you have six forwards, you got a top two defensive pairing. I'm not saying you should go out and blow the Maple Leafs out of the water as far as scoring goals, but now you've got some guys. Now these guys are getting older. They've seen the NHL. They know what to expect. They figured out playing defense. I know you love low event hockey, Jeff. I know you love dump and chase and don't allow them to score. The guys have figured it out. You're still losing a shit ton of games, and it's solely because you can't score. Going into this year, Jeff, it's it's put up or shut up time. It's time for you to realize, hey, they figured out a 200-foot game because that's how I like to play hockey. Now maybe I figure out how to, how to fucking – run a proper offense because they like to score goals. They're the ones that know how to score goals. Maybe it's time, Jeff, you reverse cater. I think the biggest thing going into this season for Blashill, it being kind of a one-year audition, you've got guys, Larkin's 25, 26, Zadina's 23 or something, Valeno going to make his first full year. You've got these guys coming up, and not they're not just random dudes. They're guys that have been invested in, with draft capital, they're guys that when they were taken, the thought was five years from now, these guys are going to be the dudes that turn us from dog shit into playoff of, of contenders again. These guys are here now, Jeff. They can't all be busts. They can't all just magically be bad at offense 
at some point, you got to figure it out. You got to get the offense out of them. And if you got to tweak your fucking game plan a little bit, then so be it. Biggest thing this year for me with Jeff Blasio, figure out the offense. You have guys that have shown flashes. Maybe even I've said it a billion times, Larkin and Zadina obviously underperformed. It still felt, I don't know how they didn't score more. It felt like they were buzzing like 80% of the games they played. You have guys that are capable of it. You guys that have guys that have offensive skill that want to score goals that predicate their game and their whole lives have predicated their game on scoring goals. Time to figure it out. The defense is great. The fact that the the defense and the goaltending and, you know, the goals against was so much better, that's awesome. Time that you got to score goals to win games. Time to figure it out. Time to figure it out. It's this year or never. Dan Bilsma's gone. That's great. Hopefully the power plays better. Jeff, you can dump and chase all you want. You can't finish 30th in the league and scoring again. It's time to crack that top 20. It's time to near the top 15. You have guys. You have guys with pedigree. You have guys that were brought here, drafted here to win hockey games. It's time to fucking do it. Swallow your pride. Quit dumping and chasing. Top two lines. Score some goals. That's all I got today. Appreciate everyone listening. I'll be back tomorrow.